Shut up and sit down. Hello, my pretties, and welcome back to the Southern Spooks podcast. I'm your Wicked Witch of the South, Jazz, here to give you your weekly dose of everything haunt. To close out this month's theme centered around everything auditioning, I thought I'd recognize a special kind of person in the haunt community. The kind of person who just seems to stumble their way into this crazy and weird world we live in for three months out of the year. And it's a shame I forgot about these kind of people before since, well, I was one of those people. So it's time to go back to my roots and speak directly to you, walk-on haunters. Just like me, walk-ons are those people who seem to magically appear in the middle of a season and just fit into this crazy haunt world as if they were born to scare. Rarely do walk-ons really audition. Though this year, Ravenwood Manor tested out an on-the-fly audition process, which surprisingly wasn't the hot mess I was expecting it to be. Guys, Haunt is evolving before our eyes, just like a Pokemon. Now you may be thinking, but Jazz, if I don't audition, how do I get a part? Well, kids, gather around and let me tell you a little story about how I did just that. If you've been reading the blog since the beginning, you probably know that I started off as a volunteer behind the scenes. I was the last person anyone would have expected to be an actor. I was quiet, shy, and good at blending into the background. If someone were to describe me, I would be compared to a beige shirt because nobody notices or willingly chooses to wear a beige shirt. It's that meh color you kind of default to when you're having a funky day. Oh, it's raining outside and I feel fat and hungover? Guess I'll pull on that beige shirt. Strange tangent, but whatever, you get the point. Every night I worked, I got to see everyone having fun in the manor, and I ached to join them. But I felt it wasn't my place. I was just going to stay quiet and remain under the radar, since I still don't think I was qualified enough to be working there. On the day of Halloween, I left my regular job at the local party store and headed to Ravenwood Manor. After I finished everyone's makeup for the night, I knew they had enough helpers, so I would be free for the rest of the night. Since it was Halloween, I ran to my car, pulled out my totally not stolen, bought with my own money, expensive and top-of-the-line five-finger discount costume, because everyone just has a Halloween costume in their car, right? And hurried back to the makeup room to get all dressed up. The plan was just to walk around outside and maybe go through the manor a few times before hunting down a costume party nearby. But something like a spark bursted inside of me. It was like the veil was lifted. Tonight was the night. One way or another, I was going to act. I looked down at my costume, a strange Victorian steampunk dress that is not matching the theme of Ravenwood whatsoever, and try to concoct a backstory to explain how I would fit in. I sat in the makeup room waiting for one of the owners to come in so I could ask them about acting. I was so pumped on adrenaline that I didn't even bat an eyelash when Blake and Kane walked into the makeup room. Mind you, Kane and I didn't know each other yet, so his presence still sent a jolt of fear through my bones. The scary motherfucker. The pair looked rushed, 
like they were taking a breather before marching back into battle. Of course, I was so blinded by my epiphany that I didn't think twice as I walked up to him. Hi, um, I was wondering if I could act tonight, I said rather excitedly with a slight bounce in my step. Blake was the first one to bring her attention to me, looking me up and down, unable to speak. She looked at Kane with a what-do-we-do look on her face. Kane, on the other hand, gave me an annoyed side-eye before getting a good look at me. Then his eyebrows raised into that you've-got-some-balls-kid position that it takes every so often when something piques his creative interest. He took a deep breath before he spoke. Wait here, he said, before they both zoomed off through the manor door. Suddenly, my stomach dropped into my ass. What was I thinking? This isn't how it works. Oh my god, I just asked the bosses if I could just blindly be tossed into their masterpiece. I'm going to destroy their baby. I don't know what I'm doing. Am I insane? While my mind spiraled into a panic, I couldn't stop bouncing and hopping around with excitement. Somewhere in this jumbled mess of emotions, I glanced down and noticed my bright pink shoes. Of course, during a slight mental breakdown, I make a creative decision of kicking those puppies off and acting barefoot. Why do I always want to perform barefoot? I'm starting to sense a pattern here. Also in my excitement, I rushed over to the makeup station to add a few extra touches to my makeup. It was my acting debut after all. After waiting for 10 or so minutes, the duo poked their heads into the makeup room and motioned for me. Come on, there's a group coming. Follow us. We have to be quick. They hissed as I rushed to them and they began to usher me through the manor. I could see the confusion on every actor's face as we passed, creating a semi-permanent grin on my face. Yes, I am one of you now. Muhahaha. As we made our way through the master study, I noticed Kane stop for a brief moment, as if a light bulb went off, and he backtracked to grab a book. I was curious what that was about, but I had no time to ask as they rushed me along. Finally, we managed to sneak into the chosen spot, which wasn't actually a spot built to accommodate an actor. Blake stood as a lookout as Kane positioned me at the end of this long hallway in the attic of the manor. Okay, take this, he said as he raised the book for me to see it, and hold it in front of you with your head down. Then he demonstrated this, I swear I'm reading this book pose. When you see a group halfway down the hall, start walking towards them while reading the book. I nodded as I watched him walk to the center of the hall. You're going to walk past them, and when you get here, slam! Close the book and run around the corner giggling. He walked to me and plopped the book in my hands. You got that? I gave a small nod and began to open my mouth to ask a question, but he cut me off. Okay, show me. Just like that, he walked to the other end of the hallway, and he and Blake began to walk towards me. With a deep breath and nerves filling every inch of my being, I waited for my cue before replicating motion for motion everything Kane did. Once I finished, I poked my head around the corner to see him nodding. All right, good, Blake, let's go. 
and they vanished deeper into the manor. So there I stood, alone in the dark attic, but as an actor at Ravenwood Manor. After the first few groups, I became used to the actions and timing of the role. I got some good scares, and I was having a lot of fun, but I knew I could do more. As the groups continued to come through, my giggles turned into laughter, and the laughter soon turned into manic laughing and muttering, then evolved into whispering in people's ears. What was once vanishing around the corner, I replaced with vanishing before slowly creeping back around the corner to follow them for another scare. I even added a few flares in there too, including dropping the book loudly on the floor or letting my hand drag across the wall as my nails made this cringeworthy sound as they scraped along the old rotted wood. I started the night as a simple ghost in the attic, but was now a spirit trapped and tormented into insanity, forever cursed to hide in the attic to escape the master's murderous tendencies. For the last leg of this tale, it's important to know that Kane is impossible to scare. As the master of horror and creator of nightmares in the haunt world, Kane had seen it all and everyone knew it. So as I did my part in my lonely spot, I didn't think twice when I saw Kane make his way down the hall on a surprise walkthrough. So as I'd been doing all night, I began to walk towards him, book in hand. Looking at his phone, he didn't even notice that I was approaching. Once I was a few inches away from him, I slammed the book shut, letting out a blood-curdling laugh. I think he forgot that he put me there, because, for the first and only time in my life, I heard him let out a scream as he took a few steps back. Disappearing around the corner, I could hear him cursing me and himself. Now, with a devious smirk, I crept out from my corner and began to follow him. I let my hand drag along the wall before dropping the book with a loud thud. He turned back to see me looking at him with dead eyes. Oh shit, he said softly before laughing at the situation and turning to walk again. Taking this moment of being out of his view, I rushed behind him and, on my tiptoes, whispered into his ear, Where do you think you're going? Before bursting into laughter and retreating backwards with a dancing sway in my steps. He let out another round of cursing and laughing as he turned to watch me. I remember seeing a smirk on his face and hearing a chuckling, You're good, before continuing on. In the acting world, if your director doesn't say much to you, then you're doing perfect. So his small and subtle response was all I needed to feel a rush of excitement that sent me bouncing off the walls, giggling with a sense of accomplishment. I wasn't bad. I wasn't ruining anything. I was actually doing something right for once. 
When everything was over, I didn't want to leave. If I could, I would have just packed my bags and moved into the attic. It was my attic now. It was the first place I truly felt good about myself. That night was always a memory I kept secret. I didn't want anyone knowing I basically barged my way into acting. I didn't want anyone to follow my bad habits. I didn't want anyone to know how mushy and sentimental I was about an interaction with my bosses. It was a story and a moment I could keep as my own. My time as the ghost in the attic. A role that never existed at Ravenwood until me. In later years, I learned that I wasn't the only person who held that memory in high regards. For Kane, that night was a pivotal stepping stone for our working relationship. It was the moment he first saw potential in me. It gave him peace of mind when he allowed me to fill in roles for the next year. I'm all for professionalism and waiting for auditions to roll around as opposed to just showing up and expecting to get a role. But the funny thing about Haunt is there's no one way of doing things. It's not an exact science. Walk-on actors are a rare and special breed of actors. Volunteers may fade, but walk-ons will always remain. We as actors and haunters should never be afraid to take chances. If I hadn't taken life by the balls and said, no, I'm not staying in the dark. Halloween is my night. I'm gonna act. I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't have been as involved as I am in Haunt. I would never have gotten to play Miss Kofsky. I would have never started this podcast. I would have probably remained on the sidelines, too scared to try. A good haunt will know how to cherish their walk-on actors. Yeah, the ones that killed it in their auditions and the returning stars from the previous season are pretty high priorities. But there will always be a diamond in the rough that appears when least expected. I've been hyping up auditions all month, but sometimes the best advice to prepare you for your journey into haunt is don't overthink everything. Take a breath. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of really dark and scary imagination, guys. But really, find what you want to do and do it. Not everyone can be a Hermione Granger of haunt with 20-page monologues. Sometimes we need a Harry Potter who just kind of stumbles into their fate. So here I am, tipping my hat to you, walk-on haunters. You may have joined the haunt world under strange and odd circumstances, but now you're home. And on that very sentimental note, thank you for listening to the Southern Spooks podcast. If you want to join the Spook Squad, be sure to check us out at facebook.com slash southernspooks.haunt or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at southernspooks. You can also read everything you heard here at southernspooks.blogspot.com. And don't forget to check back every Tuesday for your weekly dose of haunt. 
You can always find the Southern Spooks podcast online for free at southernspooks.blogspot.com or on iTunes. And for everyone listening to the podcast, a nice spoiler for next month, July, we will be covering DIY haunted house style. So until next time, stay spooky and happy hauntings from your Wicked Witch of the South, Jazz.